Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or CrestwoodDental.com. This is a Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. Powered by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers. Uh, I'm star- I'm coming in hot today uh, just to let everybody know. So before the guys even get the opportunity to speak and say a word, uh, I am uh, going to go on a tangent here for a second. Number one, I want to apologize to my coworkers in this room now for two things. One, yesterday I did not bring my A game, even my B game. That was a C-minus game. It was not huh. one of my best efforts, so I apologize for that. I got I to gotta bring it up. I got to bring the A game back today, and I plan on doing that. Uh, two, uh, one of the things in which that I am literally, and this is, this is for real, something that I am working with and working through is being someone that is an emotional person and not letting it uh, 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 be an issue. Mm. And uh, I appreciate you guys uh, letting me kind of go on my tangents and get super pissed off. Um, I'm just an emotional dude. I'm a hothead and I'm trying to, you know, like learn how to deal with it and stuff. But sometimes things really piss me off, yeah. and and I really appreciate you dudes listening to me, and and like, and honestly, man, like, kind of giving me like that, uh, that uh, other half of you know, like that yin and yang. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, man. Yeah. I appreciate it, Donnie. I, you know what? Really, you have to be a little bit better. Okay, yeah. coming yeah. from somebody here who I don't ever lose my temper or get hot. <laughs> um, you know, you need to. Uh, I can work with you if you want. Okay. Thanks, All thanks, right. man. You're welcome. And me, I'm a lover, so I, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Are you ever yeah, right? And I just told my shrink last week that I thought that my temper had gotten better. Oh no, no. <laughs> you give me his or her number, please. Yeah. I got a few things How's to that throw out there. Doctor, do, doctor, injuries gone. Doctor Alex, we got some more work to do, boss. <laughs> we got some more work to do. Is it Doctor Alex a female or a male? It's a male. Do you guys dig more male doctors or female doctors? Or does oh. it matter to you? I had a few, and, and I'll answer my own question. Stop while you answer. clean it up over there. I'm not answering. I had I uh, I have uh, Crohn's. I just have all the diseases with C, you know, Crohn's, cancer, chlamydia, and uh, not the third one and, <laughs> that we know of. Uh, yeah, and I had the same. I had the same doctor, Doctor Michelle Woodley, for twenty something years, and it was the best because it was more of a. You know, I haven't had my mom since I was 13 or whatever. Uh, it was more of a that sort of maternal relationship. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I, I absolutely love having a female doctor. I don't really care. Like, I honestly, if I have a good rapport <laughs> past it. with that doctor, I don't. it doesn't bother me. Because my new general doctor is a female. And, I, and you know, she's already seen the fellas and everything. Do you want... Do yeah. you want me- That's why I can't get past it. <laughs> Do you want me to hit stop so you can unload here? I, you want uh, to just go ahead. Um, 
<laughs> no, uh, my actual general practitioner is a female as well, um, and the uh, my girlfriend is a doctor. So I prefer well, female well, doctors. Well, I know one you prefer at least, mm-hmm. right? Huh? Cough, please. What? Are, That's terrible. Stop it. Dude. I don't want to get into your personal life, but what kind of a uh, doctor is she? Uh, chiropractor. Oh, nice. Yeah. I could use her services, I think. Would it be weird for one of your friends... The chiropractic services. Listen, 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 the chiropractic services. services. Listen, listen, I'm going to answer the question for Jamie. Okay. Uh, it would not be weird unless it was you. Okay. <laughs> Honestly. For others, it like, wouldn't be even weird. Even if it was my brother, it would be weird because it's you. Because I know the potential that lies within. Oh, that is true. <laughs> you that you is just true. know the first time that, that he sees her, it, that mind's already <laughs> percolating. <laughs> There's oh already questions. <laughs> I already, uh, 20 some years of knowing Jeff, I'm like, no. No, absolutely not. Oh, you know man. what you, is her insurance? You know what insurance she takes? Yeah, by the, by yeah. chance not the yours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, had this question in my head since all three of us have played a little bit of hockey. Jamie's slightly more than the two of yeah, us combined, barely. Um, but this kind of goes along with that whole: Hey, if you had an hour to spend with one person that's no longer with us, who would it be? Because we were just batting that around the other day. Stick and puck. Where you just go out there and shoot the puck around. If you could do stick and puck for an hour with anybody, who would it be? Well, me, that's easy. It would be my homies from, and you're going to make fun of me, but that's fine. But my, all my dudes from Spinning Wheels back in the day. Yeah. I don't know where all those guys are. I don't even really talk to them anymore. But I would just love to get back together in that capacity. That would be so much fun. And I bet you that it would be the same thing. Jason Bergfeld and Chad Bartoskavich and Mike Lucas, very good. Donnie Mueller really sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think... I, Who's Donnie Mueller? I, yeah, I don't know. But uh, but, but those but like just those guys, man. I, I miss that a little bit. Donnie Mueller's got his sister's skates on out there, but he's keeping up with everybody. See, I was more thinking about somebody like a, like a Wayne Gretzky or something like that would, oh. be, would be kind of cool. Oh, so you too. can go like Fantasyland? You, I thought oh, it was yeah, like somebody no. that you knew. Like That's kind of where I was going. Life. No. Like, that's where Donnie was going. Yeah, yeah. It was just a hockey version of uh, who would you like to have a catch with or uh, sit down and have a conversation with. Oh, well, that you know, changes that sort of it. Yeah, if that changes your answer. Well, of course please. it changes it. Well, you don't think yeah. Donnie would like to go play hockey with Brad Hall and Wayne Gretzky and like. Bob Basson. You know what? Really <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's where to go. One on it had been a while there. since we had gotten a Bob Basson reference <laughs> in the podcast, true. so that's I'm glad true. we did today. I remember, and I know I told part of the story before on the show, but I remember at the end of a lot of the practices back in the day at the Hardy's Ice Complex, Demetra would stay out on the ice. Yeah, and not that not not that everybody didn't, but he would stay out there, and I think it was the blue line, and he would do wrist shots until he hit X amount of them in a row on the crossbar. Yeah, and it didn't take him long, and I was yeah. just like, "Oh my god!" You play a game. We play for money. Actually, it's gambling. It's terrible, but you would you'd play with a couple other guys, and the first guy to hit ten crossbars, you know, would rake. So if it was we tw- would still be out twenty there. bucks, <laughs> if it was twenty bucks a guy. You know, you throw the crossbars, and usually what happens, it wasn't like actual cash that was exchanged. Well, what happens, you go to lunch together. And that right. guy would buy lunch for, you know, the loser would buy lunch for the other guys. I was listening. This That's so cool. I was listening the other night on, uh, to the first period of the hockey game on ESPN, listening to Vitaly and, 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 and Curbs. And one of the things that, uh, that Joey kind of alluded to, and I meant to ask you about this yesterday, was, I guess, in the Russian style of hockey, they're a little more forgiving of the turnover then maybe the the North American style is kind of what it seemed like Joey was alluding to, that maybe they're more forgiving of that turnover in the offensive zone or something, the Russian players as opposed oh, to the, the U.S. players. Oh, the mentality of, yeah, well, they try, listen, they try to, um, 
they'll try to make plays more. And it's not like, oh, they're trying to do better things. No, they'll make more high-risk attempts. So the spin-around backhand sauce through the middle, although highly not recommended in the NHL, over in Russia, if it gets knocked down and they head back the other way, it's like, wow, he, he had a guy, though. It was a good try. Like, <laughs> it's like they encourage a creativeness, doesn't necessarily uh, promote a winning team sure. or a good, solid defensive team. It just means that they're loosey-goosey when it comes to managing the puck. All right. All right Which, good. actually, I would disagree with Joey, to be honest. I uh, played all over the world. And literally, that's why I, you know, that's why I thought of you to ask. The Russian league is airtight defensively. I couldn't believe it. Like I thought I'm going over there at the end of my career. I'm like, yeah, I'm semi-retirement here. Let's go. We're going to play some pond hockey over in Russia, make some rubles, have some vodka. They were like, first of all, we were training like four times a day. It was nuts. We practiced twice a day, a morning run, like five kilometers over there, no matter what the temperature was. Then in the afternoon, you did a full workout, and you had two practices sandwiched in there. You'd have a lunch, team lunch, and then by the end of the day, if you could still move, you'd have the team dinner. So it was like, what the hell is going on here? So much for uh, Del Boca Vista here yeah. in my retirement, right? <laughs> right. And the defensive part of the game, like our coach, Val- Valerie Bragan, uh, he, you, you've seen this guy before. His nose looks like somebody hit it with a sledgehammer, but... Mm-hmm. He coaches all the world junior teams for Russia. He's probably going to be on the Olympic coaching staff for, for Russia. He is a defense-first guy. Like, I remember, he, well, first of all, nobody spoke English. And this guy would come, and he'd just stare at me. And <laughs> I would make a play or whatever, and he'd stare at me. And the rush, in Russia, the coaches stand in front of the players on the bench. The benches are set back, so the coaches, the head coach only, can stand in front and walk along the front. So then when he learns to talk to somebody... He's right in your grill, like right in your space, right? It's not like the, hey, tap on the shoulder. Kind of makes sense when you think about it. And he would just come and stand in front of me and stare at me. I'd stare back at him. He'd go, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, which part? Yeah. Right. <laughs> What's the no part? No. I'm like, okay. I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. I just go again and come back to him like a couple minutes. No. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Valerie, give me something here. So once I started speaking a little bit of Russian, I'd fire it back at him just a little bit, and he'd be like, you know, what do you, what do you mean? Kind of taking it back, and he's like, oh. And he'd try to explain it all to me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 da, da, da. I had no idea what he was talking about. That's Where did you play when you when you were there? In Moscow. In Moscow. There's like three teams in Moscow, because Moscow's massive. It's like, like New York City, like you got the Rangers, you got the Islanders, you got the Devils that are right within close sure. proximity. Very similar to that. Mm. Well, I know now there's a KHL team in China. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, the Kunlun Red Star and now uh, the the uh, they had a team in Habarovsk, which is basically if you well Moscow would be if we're doing it correctly, Moscow would be like L.A. in their country, not like how it is and how it is, but where it's placed, mm-hmm. like all the way over on one side of the country, and Habarovsk would be like Rhode Island. Other side of the country completely, but there's 12 different time zones between mm-hmm. Moscow and Habarovsk. And we are would, you kidding? I, no, I swear to God. Wow. And so we would practice early in the morning, and then we would get on the plane and we would fly to Habarovsk. By the time we got there with everything, we have to stop the plane because no plane travels that far without refueling and all that stuff. It would be game day. Like we would go through because <laughs> of the time changing. You know, and plus the amount of hours that you flew, 
So when it's a, it's like time travel is what it is. You arrive the day of the game, you'd have like your pregame meal, you'd have a nap, you'd play the game, and then you'd fly back after the oh game. Oh my god! And it was like you're going back in time now. It was an absolute mind bender to that play is there. Crazy! It was actually kind of hell. I would, th- and I would think you too. Were just there a season, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I would think too. If you're playing for oh, the yeah. KHL team oh. in China, that would be like the equivalent of of what, like getting lost in Pittsburgh or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. getting shipped to Pittsburgh. Is it like they have in a KHL baseball? team in Finland too? Yeah, Jokerit used to be the powerhouse in the Finnish elite league, and uh, they have a lot of money, like a lot of corporate sponsorship. Well, now they're in the KHL. Would there ever be a case where, like, maybe that Ger- – because isn't there, like, a German A-League and that sort of thing? Yeah, too? the DEL. Would that would that ever combine to some kind of big European Super League uh, or something? They do a Champions Cup over there, which is, you know, the winner of, like, Switzerland, the winner of Germany, the winner of the KHL. They do, uh, like, soccer. What is that called? The Champions League? Yeah, yeah. They basically have the same thing. Uh, over there for that, but no way will he ever join altogether just because the, the corporate dollars and the sponsorship dollars are very powerful in those particular countries. So, like the German sponsorship, although they maybe that's a bad example because they have like Mercedes Benz, BMW, like that's BMW. Yeah. although those are like Ford and Chevy over there. Yeah. It's not any different. Yeah. It's actually backwards. If you get a Chevy over there, it's like higher price than a Mercedes. It's crazy. I, I, when I played in Russia, guys are driving around in Mercedes Benz everywhere. I'm like, holy crap. These guys are raking, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I find out that I go buy a pickup truck and it's three times as much as a Mercedes. I'm like, ah, oh, I got it. I'm like, I'm going to buy one of these Mercedes and drive it home. You got to go over the ocean. Oh, damn oh, it. Yeah, you really better get some <laughs> Is steam. there a ferry? Um, I, think, I think that we all pretty much nailed it on the last show about how they're going to handle Jake Neighbors. Absolutely. I, I, mean, I told you guys yes. exactly so what was going to happen. They were really going to send no him to juniors. To, yep, we all said it. Yep. I definitely didn't say tell the kid to get a place. No, I definitely didn't did. a couple no. times. I, th- I definitely, I know I definitely didn't say that his trajectory for development, way better up here. He should stay here. Right. Yeah. I know that didn't. Thank God I didn't say that. We'll yeah. talk about it. Why, why is this happening? It's a weird situation. You know, we had Chief on yesterday on the fast lane and talked to him about it. And he was great. Man, Chief was awesome yesterday. He, he really was. As he, a listener, I heard it. He was. Yeah, yeah. very uh, open. And we had some good dialogue about different things. And so BT asked a question about Jake Neighbors. You know, what's that conversation like? What are you telling him? Are you telling him things to work on? Or are you just saying, hey, good luck, that type thing? And basically what it comes down to is he wasn't going to get the quality ice time in order to continue to mentally be the guy. So physically, it's one thing to not get the ice time. You can still improve. You can still develop. But mentally, you start to get beat down a little bit when you're playing five, six, seven minutes a night. You're practicing extra. You're working out more. You get worn down. Trust me. I was the guy. I wasn't one of you know, you're a healthy scratch. You're in, you're out. You're barely playing. You're getting pounded into the ground physically with all the extra stuff you're doing because you want to be in shape. You want to be ready. You want to be that guy. So I think it is good for Jake Neighbors to go back in hindsight now, looking back at all our comments. I do think it would be beneficial for him to stay here. However, I think mentally it was probably better for him psychologically to go back to junior. He's going to go back there. He's going to be the big dog on campus, so to say. They've got a really good team in the WHL, so that's an opportunity to go deep in the playoffs, get some of that experience. He's going to have a great opportunity of playing for Team Canada at the World Junior Championship, which is a massive tournament, which is the elite of the elite junior hockey players. And so the, he he does have a lot to gain still by going back to junior. 
I think looking back at it and taking all the pieces into consideration, the fact that Oscar Sundquist was coming back too, that means even less time for some other forwards. I think it's probably the best decision. So if the Blues don't have the forward depth that they do, does Jake Neighbors have maybe a better chance of sticking around? 100%. And okay. if they, it, what's weird is the, you'd think the injuries and the COVID and all that would have been like, this is even more reason why we keep Jake Neighbors. No, it worked against him because now you're eating salary. Like in the COVID list, you can't put anybody on the IL. You can't put, you can't, that, that money stays on the books, yet you, st- you still have to pull from your minor league system. So what happens is you're up against the cap and you're over the cap. Easiest way to do that is say, okay, we're going to delete a player from the mix here. Which player can we delete without losing him on the waiver wire? And someone where, send him where he can develop? It's Jake Neighbors. So what happens now with uh, Sunquist coming back? Well, they still What's... have work to do. Right. They still have work to do. They, um, they're about $2.4 million over the cap. Oh, baby. When he comes back. So I, I'm not trying to throw out any suggestions here, but how much money does Kyle Clifford make? I, he makes I was... a million dollars. He makes under the threshold. The, the NHL put in a threshold of like $1.1 million and change for teams to be able to send a player down, a veteran player down, without – uh, incurring some of the expense because teams used to have six, seven million dollar players and they would send them down and get six, seven million dollar cap relief. And it was kind of a strategy because it was a player that maybe wasn't playing very well. And then all of a sudden you have all this money. Nobody wants that player because it's a heavy salary. It was a, a way to circumvent the cap. Well, the NHL said, whoa, 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 not today. And they said, uh, you can up to 1.1 million and change. You can do that. Anything over than that, I think there's like a luxury tax on every dollar that's buried in the miners or something like that. So then who is the odd person out here? Well, I think Kyle Clifford is going to be under the microscope. I like Kyle Clifford. I think he's a hell of a guy, and the guys love him in the locker room and all that. But when you look at this Blues team and you think to yourself, do they absolutely need him in the lineup? No. He's been in the lineup for, what, one, two games this Mm -hmm. year? And they seem to be doing okay. So in a million dollars, he makes the most out of people that you can waive, that you can do it without losing him. Because I don't see a team swooping in to claim him off waivers and you lose him, right? So I, I could see a situation where the Blues would would waive Kyle Clifford, unfortunately. I don't like that because I went through it and it sucks and he's got a family and it's like, it's hard. But if we're just doing math here, not anything else, it's Kyle Clifford and Dakota Joshua would head back down because he's a guy that you don't have to waive. Now he's cleared waivers before he's exempted that, so you can go up and down and all around. And then you probably have one more body, probably a Clem Costin, that you're going to uh, send to the minors just because he also wouldn't have to clear waivers, I don't believe, because he already went down at the start of the season before when they, on paper, the paper transaction, that whole thing. So by doing those three players, I think you get to the finish line. As far as what you need, you're talking about the minor leagues, and you're talking about money. And I, from what I understand from your guys' show, that's the reason why they haven't brought up uh, Perunovic. Yeah, yet. Perunovic makes too much money. But from what I understand, he's playing very, very well. He's the best player in the American Hockey League right now. I think he's leading the league in scoring. I think he's got like 14 points in nine games. He's absolute stud down there. So what happens? He's a defenseman, right? Yeah, yeah. and he's a defenseman. Well, ain't that something? Yeah, yeah. Because left-handed I left-handed have... shot runs a power play. He would have been massively useful during Tory Krug's absence in this short period of time. So but what they do you do? do so is there any way to get? Well, when Tory Krug comes back, you can send Callie Rosen down, which gives you a little bit of 
you know, at least it's a body, a roster move. But there's nothing else. Otherwise, you maybe maybe you send Nico Mikola down to the minors, but he would have to clear waivers. And and that you could send him down on a two week conditioning stint because he hasn't played very much this year. Now he's been in COVID protocol. Who knows how much it's kicked his butt? Did, did he have symptoms? Did he not? Who knows? He's got to get back in shape. If I'm Doug Armstrong, I'd say, hey, to his agent, we like Nico Mikola. He's a part of our future. But right now he needs to get back into game shape. We'd like to send him down for two weeks conditioning. No waiver transfer. You know, down you go. And at the same time, then you call up Perunovic and you give him a little bit of an audition. I think you could do it that way. I'm not positive because the rules change every year, and I obviously don't have the handbook, which is about 1,800 pages in front of me. <laughs> but I think just loosely based on what I know, I think you could do that. But, you know, man, the, the, the thing I guess that makes me feel like kind of all right about this, you know, uh, boy, Clem, maybe potentially going to Springfield, what have you, is— That's one person's opinion. <laughs> But the thing that sucks with that, Donnie, is Clem Costin is improving every game. He's getting better, more confident. He's physical. He's involved. He's getting like that Russian line played very, very well together. Abushnevich, uh, Barbashev, and Costin. But you need cap. You need salary cap. And just to say this, and I know that this is not feasible because of where we are in the season, but like this is not a point of the year where you're going to be making a trade in order to alleviate some of this this, uh, salary cap thing because it's so early in the year. Yeah, I mean, like I've said a couple of times already, if somebody calls you and offers you a trade that makes so that much sense, can't turn down. But you have to imagine if you're thinking about a trade, then you're taking on another player who's got salary coming back. Now, it could be maybe a little bit less, but odds are, if you're trading a Tarasenko, you're trying to get a player of value back. And if it's right. a player of value, he's definitely brought to be five to seven million dollars coming back the other way. So, what are you truly gaining? Maybe a half a million, maybe a million. Could be that. I mean, that's huge, but. You know, maybe not yet. Uh, The Last Minute Blues podcast brought to you by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. I really don't like the Nashville Predators, but I think it's because of their fans more so than it is the actual (laughs) team themselves. I I respect a building that gets that loud, but I don't know, man. Way too many... Way too many chance and things for I me. Remember the whole the everybody wear a white T shirt and the white you know and all that the white out thing and all that. It just, it just seemed kind of uh, more more than anything else. Know. It, you know what? And for me, it's not fair. I'll tell you, it's Nashville hockey. No, no, that, that's that's really just all the, what it's based on. That's what my dislike is based on. I like Nashville. I love it. Love the city. Love the fans. Love the environment. Um, Obviously, I hate the team because they're a rival of the St. Louis Blues. But if if you know we were in Nashville, if we lived in Nashville, or if we I was to play for the Predators, man, you'd love it. You'd love it. That that fan base is nuts. Uh, listen, hey Buffalo Bills, dude. I know the Nashville Predators aren't throwing. <laughs> hey, I know they're Take not. Care, Donnie. This feels very personal. No, <laughs> but I'm putting it in perspective. Yeah. I know they're not throwing people through tables in Nashville. <laughs> Like your Buffalo Bills, who right. are so high class. I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I see the correlation, and now I feel dumb. So, yeah. Oh, you know what? We were talking, I guess, before the deal here about the whole uh, uh, Hofer. Hofer, if he's going to be getting yeah. it again. Will he get another game before Huso comes back, you think? I don't think so. No? I don't think. Because I think, you've got I think Huso's back now. I think he's back officially from COVID. He was at practice, I believe. Oh, see, oh, I didn't good. think that okay. he was. That's I great. I, yeah, I didn't see that and either. These games are spaced out every other night right now. I don't see why you would. So Jeff and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. Could be wrong though. When it comes to like the Olympic rosters, does Jordan Bennington have a chance to 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 make the Canadian team? He's right now. He's in the top three goalies for sure. 
There's no no question. Who else are you taking? Well, Carey Price. Yeah, he hasn't played a game yet this year. Right. Coming out of substance abuse program. Fine. Maybe he's a better person, but he's going to be rusty. He hasn't he's got an injury too that he's nursing. So if I'm looking at Carey Price, I'm putting a little circle around saying yes. He's my first choice if everything is okay. Okay. All across the board. Marc-Andre Fleury would be on that list for me, too, because of how amazing he's played. He's in Chicago. They suck, so that's not his fault. But he would be a guy, too. I put him over in the bin of, hey, this is somebody I would seriously consider. Then where'd he go? I'm asking you. Jordan Bennington. You go to Jordan Bennington. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's an absolute no-brainer. I'm sorry, man. I'm just not used to having us, that, us having a goalie that's yeah, this that's good. What I was Look in. at the way he played yeah. the other no, night, Donnie. I, I, dude, I'm Why not... don't you like Jordan Binnington? Ah, no, 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 I no. Think it's the, I think it's the 50. Is it the number 50? Is that what it is? People with the last oh, name to start with I, the letter B? I'm, is I'm that not, what it is? What, he not, doesn't like number 50? What have I'm, you got against Adam Wainwright? I, oh, that's right. I'm not Wainwright. doing this with you two today. I'm what not. the heck is going on? I'm not. Binnington and Wainwright. I love him. I love him just like you guys do. I just have a hard time in my mind thinking that he is in the top three in Canadian goaltenders because clearly I don't know because I'm an idiot. No, I, stop no don't start that. No, no. Don't try to reverse okay, it. But that's so awesome, though. Yeah. Like, how amazing is that? Who are the other that? Canadian goalies that people would even consider? Um, I'd have to go through the list. Oh, like some, some of the older, I mean, if we had to prep for this a little bit, would have been nice, Jeff. Uh, okay. However. I made a sheet. Yeah, I'm glad you guys got sheets. There's I'd, even things underlined. What's great about this, and, and I know you guys listening can't see this right now, but Jeff. Jeff and Donnie have like fully printed out sheets with like bold lettering and underlining. And I'm sitting here holding a coffee, a COVID mask, car keys, and my phone. Because when I tried to do this at the start of the podcast, you guys made fun of me. So I stopped doing it. Oh, but then you started just enough to give Jeff a sheet. No, I didn't do this. Jeff did it. Well, where is my sheet? You don't need a sheet. Well, obviously, but then when you sewer me with questions about. Goaltenders, I don't need a sheet. And then what did I say? I don't get asked. So you're going to look and go, okay, well, just in case he asks about Bennington in the Olympics, I better see who the other Canadian. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> Imagine Son that. Of a bitch. Imagine that. It'd take me about three minutes to compile the, the. And then the amount of time you've been sitting there bitching, you could have looked them up. Unbelievable. I'm trying to look right now, Jeff, but you know, a you bad radio fantastic. to just have silence. Thank God this isn't on radio. You guys, by by all means, you guys just (laughs) keep printing up your sheets there. Jonathan Quick would be a guy that he'd be competing with as well. I think that uh, uh, Darcy Kemper as well in Colorado. These are all names that would pop up. So, yes, Jeff, I can look it up quickly. Sure, it would be nice to have a fancy sheet like you guys do, though. I'm going to take this sheet and I'm going to shove it right in the trash can. Yeah, I think next time we'll get him a sheet. Yeah, I think so. That would probably be a pretty good idea. You know what? I'm going to write on my sheet next time. Give him a sheet. I'm going to beat right. the sheet out well, of you. We have, to, uh, we, have to, we have to wrap this thing up because uh, one of us has to get out of here. And, uh, Which one? You know. I think all of us do. I think we all kind of do. That one. But one? Uh, as, uh, as, as, as oh. you do uh, get out of here, I, I uh, just want to send you positive vibes, my man. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you know you. what I mean? Yeah. I'll let you know what happens. Appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. We're with you, man. We love you. Cancer love sucks. You yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah, and the, in the uh, words of Radar O'Reilly when he was asked about the war, he said, I could do without it. There it is. Yeah. Yep. Closing it out with a MASH reference. Yeah. Boy, we don't do that very often. Uh-uh. We can start radar. doing that every time if you want. Last Minute Blues podcast brought to you uh, by the good friends over at Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, Last Minute Blues podcast. Thank you for listening. As always, let's go Blues. The Last Minute Blues podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Powered by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals.
Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.